Praise Jesus and a good evening. We thank him for gathering us together once again for a time of prayer. We just want to declare all the glory belongs to him for having seen us through the day and brought us to another time that we can gather together and just call upon his name <clears throat> in prayer. My name is Jeremiah Omungala. I serve as an elder in Crisco City Church. By the grace of God, I thank him for his divine enablement even to minister in that uh, position. And so we want to pray <clears throat> before we go into our time of sharing of the burden that we are going to pray about tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, we bless you, we exalt your holy name. We thank you for another time that you have gathered us together, Lord, to call upon your name, King of glory. I pray that you shall give us a spirit of travailing, that we shall call upon your name tonight, my Father, and see you moving in our lives in a very special way. Lord, our God, we shall realize the times we are living in, O oh God, and turn to you that you may help us to respond accordingly, that Father and our God, you shall come through for us as individuals, as families, as a congregation, as a church, as a city, as a nation. We shall see you, my Father, moving in our stead and just causing change and transformation all to the glory and honor of your holy name. We trust you because you have never left us, you've never forsaken us. You have been faithful through the ages. Father, help us through this prayer meeting as we submit to you tonight in the name of Jesus. Let your blood speak over the lives of each and every one of us. And Lord, we shall bless your holy name. <clears throat> Excuse me. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' precious and holy name, we do pray. Amen. Amen. So welcome, if you have your Bibles, together with you, wherever you are, just open with me the book of uh, Proverbs, chapter 14 and verse 13, a portion of scripture that we know very well, Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 13. The Bible says, Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Um, and so we can see that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the Bible here is talking about righteousness and the way it exalts a nation. And what is righteousness? I'm sure most of us know. The quality of being morally upright, morally right or justifiable. And this is a human standard. The quality of being morally right or justifiable but what does god require of us in terms of righteousness or what is righteousness in <clears throat> god's description righteousness is the quality of being right in the eyes of god the quality of being right in the eyes of god it is an attribute that belongs to god no man can be justified by his own works apart from God's ordinance. Therefore, righteousness is a wonderful gift from God to humanity through his love. Righteousness is a wonderful gift from God to humanity through his wonderful love. 
It is the God-given quality imputed to man upon believing in the Son of God. That is, God gives us righteousness the moment we believe and receive his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is based on God's standards and not any human standard, any human thinking, or any human measure. Having said that, we know our nation is going through a very challenging season. We can see the spate of violence, the crime, the injustice, the immorality, the disobedience, the rebellion in the land, the anger, the wantonness, you know, the greed, the lies, and the deceit. We are seeing the killings that are happening in the land, the indifference, the corruption, etc., etc. If you look at all these things, it is alarming to the human eye. And many of these things are clear indicators of the absence of righteousness in the nation. If you come back, if you come to the church, you will see prayerlessness has become the order of the day. And uh, the saints are struggling to be found in the place of prayer. The neglect of prayer and fasting. Nowadays, you call people for a time of prayer and fasting and they, they are really not keen to follow as it were. You know, the lack of fire in the church. I'm talking about the fire of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit, you can no longer feel the fire, the power of the Holy Spirit in many congregations that you would visit. Worldliness has crept into the church. The gospel of health and wealth is what is prevailing in many pulpits. Competition and comparison have become the order of the day in the body of Christ. We are seeing betrayal in the body of Christ. Disloyalty. People are loyal to other things and not to God. Idolatry has crept into the body of Christ. And these are some of the things that have hit the church and have interfered with the journey to righteousness. And therefore, we need to cry out to God to intervene. However, we thank God that his mercy has preserved us. He has not treated us as our sins deserve. <coughs> Excuse me. He has shielded us from danger, from disaster, from calamity, and from destruction. God has not made unsaved statesmen responsible for averting national disaster. In other words, our political leaders and our civic leaders and um, all these other leaders are not the ones that God has chosen to preserve this nation or save this nation from danger or averting the disaster that might come. He has placed his responsibility upon his people. God's people have the responsibility to avert disaster in the land. And that's why in 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14, the word of God tells us, <clears throat> excuse me, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn away from their evil ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal their land. So it is upon God's people, we who are called by his name. 
and friends, a revival of righteousness is God's remedy for all these ills that I have mentioned in the nation and in the church. A revival of righteousness is what is required in our time. That is God's remedy for the need that there is in our nation at this time. And brethren, time is moving fast. The coming of the Lord is drawing nearer when everyone will give account of him or herself before God. Romans chapter 14 and verse 12 tells us, each shall give account of himself before God. This is the right time to turn to God and cry out for the revival fires to blaze in our hearts, to blaze in our homes, to blaze in our churches, our cities, our nation and around the world without delay. We need to urgently turn to God and just cry for a revival of righteousness because this is the remedy for the need that there is in the world and in our nation today. As Christians, we are in an emergency and we cannot afford to give our time, our strength and our money to anything else except to the need to get God at the center of all that is around us. We cannot afford to give our time, our strength, our money to anything else except to this one purpose, to bring God at the center of all that we do and all that is around us. <clears throat> Sorry. We should do away with idleness as Christians, do away with contentions, comparisons, competition, wasting of precious moments and money to useless things. The times are desperate, but the saints are not. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 19 tells us, If two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Brethren, let us agree from this very moment to call upon the Lord. Let us have a greater zeal, uh, a greater zeal to meet for prayer, that we may have, uh, sorry, let us have the zeal to meet eh, for prayer than, the, than that zeal we have for chamas, for, eh, you know, when the people gather together to go and watch a football match, you know, we will keep time. We will gather there in good time. We will keep time for the chamas. We will keep time for other entertainment activities, the parties, be they birthday or otherwise. Let the zeal to meet for prayer be greater than the zeal we have to meet for these other meetings. Let us stir up ourselves and take hold of God for a heaven-sent revival to meet today's needs. Isaiah 64 and verse 7 says, There is no one who calls on your name who stirs himself up to, hold, to take hold of you. For you have hidden your face from us and have consumed us because of our iniquities. <clears throat> Brethren, let us not carelessly drift along, chatting idly with anyone we chance to meet. Instead of witnessing to them, we are just talking about any other thing and everything else apart from the gospel. And some of these people we know very well, they are not born again. Hmm? Let us stop wasting and squandering these precious moments God has given us in which to battle through in real prayer for revival. 
And so instead of being found in the place of prayer, we are found in the place of chattering. You know, empty chattering, useless talk, zero meaningless talk. We need to realize that we should shake ourselves from the lukewarmness of this world and that of uh, many Christians because God will spew us out of his mouth. Brethren, I pray that God will give us the burden to travel. I pray for each one of us for the traveling burden to be upon us. Isaiah 68 and verse 8, the last portion of that scripture says, As soon as Zion traveled, she brought forth her children. Brethren, the responsibility of birthing revival has been given to us. God is willing to prepare us. God is willing to take us through the labor pains, the birth pangs, until that child called revival is born. We must have a revival of righteousness, brethren. We must have God appearing in the sin, in the manifested power of his might, in revival outpourings of his spirit to meet the present day needs. Brethren, God must come through for us. And we are the people he wants to partner with, that he may be able to birth this child called revival. <clears throat> Wherever you are, whatever you are doing, do not allow the devil to steal away your burden for revival until you have prayed and prayed through and the burden is thus lifted. Don't allow the enemy to steal your burden for revival. Be true to the burden of revival that is upon your heart. Put there by uh, the, the burden that has been put there by the Spirit of God. God would not put that cry upon his people if he did not intend abundantly to answer as we steadfastly press on. Isaiah 45 and verse 19, towards the end, the Bible says, I did not say to the seed of Jacob, seek me in vain. So God is telling us as we seek him sincerely and with an honest heart and in desperation, our seeking will not be in vain. Luke chapter 18, verse 7 to 8, I'll just paraphrase, shall God not avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. And so God will avenge us speedily when we cry out to him day and night in desperation and in sincerity. If you are born again and you do not have a burden for revival, hear these words. Luke chapter 10 and verse 2, the Bible says, the harvest truly is plenty. I'm paraphrasing as well. Pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. John chapter 4 and verse 35 says, Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. Brethren, the world is waiting. The fields are ready for harvest. What are you doing about it? What am I doing about it? And to encourage us, brethren, look at all the souls around you going to hell. 
if something is not done. And who is going to do this something if it is not you and me, brother and sister? People are in trouble. People are in a helpless state. Yet you and I know the Savior who is the answer to those situations. The wrongs in society are so much and they need to be made right. Brethren, why can't we come together and pray? Trust God to help us to change the situation in our land. It is going to take God to change things and God works in cooperation with people. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and 9, the Bible says we are laborers together with God. And so God counts you as a partner. God counts me as a partner. He wants to work with us, in us, to bring this change that he does so much desires to bring in the world today. <clears throat> and brethren, you'll agree with me that it is the need for righteousness in the land. I didn't give a title to my message, but allow me to say, call it God's remedy for today's emergency. Or better still, righteousness. God's remedy for today's emergency. Our topic for today, righteousness, God's remedy for today's uh, emergency. And so as we trust God to pray, let us focus and unite in calling God in faith to revive us again. Let's pray the prayer of the psalmist, Psalm 85 and verse 6. Wilt thou not revive us, that thy people may rejoice in you? So wherever you are, just lift up your voice as the Spirit of God ministers to you. And let's just begin to call upon the Lord. Let us begin to cry out to him that he may forgive us where we have taken him lightly, where we have not taken his call, his word, seriously, where we have seen a fall in the standards in the world in terms of holiness and righteousness, and yet it has not bothered us, it has not concerned us. We want to call upon the Lord first and foremost to forgive us, and then we shall move to the next point and just trust God that the church will arise and respond to the current need of revival and righteousness in the body of Christ and call on God in desperation that he may restore righteousness in his body in the name of Jesus, that God would give us a burden to travail until we see revival. We are not going to cease from the place of prayer and that God indeed will send us revival and will also pray for our nation. So wherever you are, just let's lift up our voices in faith, in desperation. Let's just cry out to God tonight that he would come through for us in a very special way in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray we bless you, we honor you, we adore you, that Lord, you have not treated us 
as our sins deserve. You have shown us mercy. Day after day, we have seen your mercy. Day after day, we have seen you, O God. Remove our shame, cover our shame, and just deliver us, O God, from the snares of the fowler, from the snares of the enemy, King of glory. We come before you tonight and ask, O God, that you may forgive us, King of glory, where we have lost time engaging in useless chatter, engaging in idle talk, engaging in gossip and slander, engaging in self-indulgence, engaging in non-essentials, idly passing time with wishful thinking instead of seeking the Lord. Father, we pray that you may forgive us. Forgive us, King of glory for wasting time, O God, for misusing the time that you have given us, O God, for not realizing the urgency of the hour and just doing things carelessly, King of glory, doing things casually, O God. How I pray, my Father, that we shall use our time well, King of glory. We shall spend our time in prayer, O God. Your word tells us in Isaiah 55 and verse 6, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Father, that we will not waste any more time, but we shall be found in the place of prayer, waiting upon you, King of glory, trusting you, our Father, travailing upon this the, uh, uh, your, your, your burden, King of glory, in the name of Jesus Christ. Forgive us, O God, forgive us, King of glory, as the body of Christ, for competition and comparison, for carelessness king of glory we are asking tonight that you may forgive us oh god where we've neglected prayer and fasting for the lack of fire of the holy ghost in the church because we've entertained worldliness oh god we've talked about health and wealth not in the light of your word king of glory oh god where there's been betrayal and disloyalty in the church lord we are praying that you may forgive us tonight and help us oh god that we might arise king of glory and be the first my father to trust king of glory for a restoration of righteousness in the body of christ in the name of jesus christ righteousness where oh god the quality of being right oh god is measured by your standards king of glory and not by humanistic standards king of kings in the name of jesus righteousness is an attribute that belongs to you and it's only you who can impute it upon us oh god your word tells us that our righteousness is like filthy rags, King of glory. We desire your righteousness, O God. Righteousness that comes from you, King of glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, we know that none of us is justified by our own works. Apart from the ordinance of God, may you impute your righteousness upon us, King of glory as we turn to you my father because we acknowledge it's a wonderful gift from you king of glory in the name of jesus oh god want to impute righteousness upon the body of christ as we turn to you tonight cleanse us by the blood wash us by the blood of jesus purify us by the blood of jesus let the blood have its effect king of glory in the mighty name of jesus that we may have righteousness in every area of our lives we pray that 
the church would arise and respond to a current need, a revival of righteousness, especially in the body of Christ. We call on God, my Father. We call on you, our King. We call on you, our Redeemer, that, Lord, you shall restore righteousness in the body of Christ, that we shall love again as Jesus loves us, O God. We shall serve, O God, like you served, King of glory. We shall be united just as you and the Father are one King of glory. My God and my Father, we shall do things according to your plan and your purpose. We shall follow your example, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus, return righteousness, O God, to the center and the central point of the body of Christ. In the name of Jesus, we trust you, Lord, that you shall come through for us. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, O King of glory, we surrender to you, O God. Take charge by your spirit. Take charge by your spirit and impute righteousness in the body of Christ, in the name of Jesus. For it is the best response, O God, to the current emergency, the need, O God, for the world to turn around, King of glory. We cannot turn around except you turn us around, King of glory. And we are turning to you, O God. Impute your righteousness upon us, that this righteousness shall in turn, O God, spread all over the world, King of glory, and change society for your purposes, King of glory. In the name of Jesus, Father, I uphold your brethren. I uphold your children before you, King of glory. Give us the burden to travail. Give us the burden to travail. <clears throat> to call upon you, to wait upon you in desperation, O God, that in this season, my Father, there will be found men and women standing in the gap, oh, waiting upon you, King of glory, that you would not hide your face against us, O God, or from us, King of glory. We are waiting upon you, O God. We are calling upon you, King of glory. Wilt thou not revive us? Wilt thou not revive us, O God, that your people may rejoice again Send us, O oh Lord, revival according to your word, King of glory, according to your promises, O oh God, according to your directions, O oh King of glory. Revive us, O oh God. Visit us again by your spirit. Visit us again by your power, O oh King of glory, as we sing that you are building a people of power oh god may it be asking of glory may it be the body of christ may it be city church today king of glory that you are visiting once again spirit touch your church oh god stir the hearts of men stir the hearts of women revive us oh god with your passion once again lord that we may start and what will work for each other, love each other, oh God. We may care for each other like Jesus cares for us. In the name of Jesus, stir up the love of God. Stir up the love of God. The love that covers over a multitude of sins. The love that overcomes all evil. In the name of Jesus, God help us. Lord, help us that we may carry the burden to travail. Travail for revival. Travail for revival. Travail 
travail for renewal, travail for a visitation, for a fresh outpouring of your spirit, or remove every dry bone and breathe your breath in us, O God. Let there be a shaking, let there be a movement, or a sign that, Lord, you are in our midst. We cry out to you, O God. We travail in the place of prayer. Help us, O God, to capture the burden and travail until you send revival, until we see the outpouring of your spirit, and, and until, O God, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall wait upon you in prayer, King of glory, ceaselessly, O God, praying and calling upon your name and being found in the secret place, King of glory, in the name of Jesus Christ, O King of glory, won't you send us revival? Won't you send us revival, King of glory? Send us, O Lord, revival according to your word. Send us, O Lord, revival, we pray. Revive us, O God. Revive us, King of glory. In the name of Jesus, let there be a... Um, a revival of righteousness, uh, O King of glory, for it is your uh, remedy for today's emergency. We have an emergency in the world, in the land, in the church, uh, in the individual Christian Lord. Uh, righteousness uh, is the remedy to this emergency, King of glory. In the name of Jesus, Father, we commit our nation before you. We lay this mighty land of Kenya before you. Father, you have seen the sins that are in the land, and that's what we are turning to you in desperation, asking that you may forgive us, O God. And Lord, let righteousness, my Father, prevail, King of glory, in the name of Jesus. We pray for justice in the land. We pray for the fear of God. We pray that, Lord, you shall turn around, O God, all the things that the enemy has sent in this land, that we may be separated from you. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love. You have not left us. You have not forsaken us. You have not uh, left us alone. Lord, we are not like orphans. You have remembered this nation time after time after time. And Lord, not that we deserve your mercy, but tonight we cry again. Lord, remember Kenya. Remember this nation. Remember this nation. Lord, it shall not go out by Father be thrown unto the dogs, but you who is the mighty deliverer shall deliver this nation in the name of Jesus. And as you have told us that righteousness exalts a nation, we stand in the gap. And on behalf of this land, we plead the blood of Jesus. Let the blood cleanse every inch of this nation. Let the blood cleanse this capital city, Nairobi, the cities of Mombasa and Kisumu, every single town in this nation. Let the blood of Jesus speak in the name of Jesus, cleansing every area, cleansing every part in the name of Jesus, that Lord our God, you will remember and visit this nation again in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, remember this nation. Remember this nation. Remember the church in this nation and remember this nation again, we pray. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. We trust you that we'll come through for this nation. We love you, we adore you, we worship you, and we magnify your holy name. We thank you because you are the Lord who hears and answers prayer. Hear our cry, O God. Attend unto our call from this end of the earth where we are crying and calling unto thee. 
Our hearts are overwhelmed, King of glory. It's only you who can save us. Arise, O God. Arise in our nation. Arise in the church. And demonstrate your power. We thank you because you are faithful, you are loving, you are caring, and you are concerned. In Jesus' precious and holy name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Brethren, indeed, time does not allow, but let's just pick it up even beyond the prayer meeting. And let us call upon the name of the Lord. God bless you.